Hello, and welcome to Serene Reflections, a podcast of Dharma Talks from the Wallawa Buddhist Temple. I am Rev. Clarissa Beattie, a Zen monk and Buddhist priest from the mountains of Northeast Oregon, where we practice contemplative meditation, the Chan of Bodhidharma, the Zen of Dogen, the Serene Reflection Meditation of Rev. Master G.U. Kennett. You are invited to let yourself grow naturally still, to let go of the world for a while. Join us in listening in sound, in listening in stillness, turning within to listen from the heart that seeks the way. What image embodies the concept of love for you? Yet no image of a person, place, or thing can fully encapsulate our love itself. A picture which symbolizes a person or a landscape, cannot capture the whole landscape of a beloved friend, the body of the earth itself. An object can only begin to express the depth of our love. Still, we keep our cherished images near. They travel with us, held close to our body. We set these reminders reverently on our mantelpiece, or place of honor, or our altar. Not because these depictions are themselves the objects of our love, but because they remind us of our love. We are coming up to the yearly festival for Samantabhadra, Bodhisattva. Because of this, and also because it seems good to do, I would like to look at how the example of this particular bodhisattva can remind us of what brings us to do our practice and can help us to keep going. Samantabhadra's Sanskrit name means something like pervading goodness, universal great love, or foremost in virtue. 
This name is translated various ways depending on what aspect of the teaching is being emphasized. But mainly, the name Samantabhadra conveys a sense of limitless benevolence toward all beings. Embodied by a serene, upright human figure, which could be masculine or feminine, seated in meditation atop a magnificent, calm elephant. The image of the dignified bodhisattva on the elephant is not an image of two separate beings. The elephant joyfully carries the bodhisattva. The bodhisattva is part of the elephant. The elephant is the bodhisattva, makes the awakening possible. The one who rides the elephant is awake because that one, like the elephant, is willing to love. Is love. Consider the enormity of steadfast, patient, universal love the persistence of its strength, its memory, its depths. Love's timelessness and the power of its devotion. For humans, love is played out in the love of a parent and child, love of a grandparent and child love of siblings, love of friends, love of lovers. Love is at play in dedication to a principle, a cause, a figurehead. In their essence, all these types of love partake of something far beyond transient emotions. In religious faiths across the globe, universal love is expressed through spiritual devotion, which can take many forms and practices, including dedication to various types of prayer and following the teachings of prophets, saints, and sages. The poets sing, the mystics write, the monks teach. What is great love to you? The 13th century Dutch mystic Hadeweg wrote of this great love. Love appears every day for one who offers love. That wisdom is enough. Though love appears far off, you will move into its depth.
Great love as pervading goodness transcends emotions. And still, our personal expressions of love are no different in essence from that great love. Our every brush with human love holds the potential for opening, awakening, points us in the direction of the deeper, vaster, universal love, love without conditions, love without exception. Why are the bodhisattvas in Buddhism so often shown riding an animal of some sort? Our bodhisattvas appear mounted steadily on beasts, elephants, horses, fish, garudas, dragons. In one sense, this is to indicate mastery of a practice or teaching, but do not think mastery means dominance over something. If you have ever ridden a large animal or witnessed some really fine riding, you know that there must be an agreement between the two beings for the arrangement to truly shine. In practice, where we sit is generally more like where Samantabhadra's elephant dwells below. While the Bodhisattva mind hovers above, riding like clouds around a mountain peak, the one above is willing to keep its seat, while the one below is willing to provide one, and thereby they become one, not two. One is not the opposite of not two. One is beyond, not two. To fully live one's spiritual practice means persistence, dedication, steadfast devotion. It means bright willingness and well-wishing. To practice Zen, we wholeheartedly follow the way. This is a bowing. From both below and above, a merging which goes beyond self-mastery and ego-subjugation, transcending assertion or sublimation. This bowing dissolves distinctions between I want and I don't want, moving into the deeper nuances of what would be good for all. To sit in meditation is an act of love, an offering of the self, and an offering of what is beyond self. The benevolence of this act is monumental and enduring. The great kindness in this movement of the heart is doubtless what must have prompted Samantabhadra to be seated upon an elephant of all possible beings. 
to humans. Historically, elephants evoke both fear and fascination. Mature elephants can weigh between two to five tons, which explains much of our fear. Elephants of the three existing species are the only surviving members of the ancient order of the trunked Probosidea, which once included mammoths and mastodons, and elephants are now the largest land mammal on the planet. Elephants are long-lived, with a lifespan of about 70 years. They have great physical strength. They do, indeed, have excellent memories. They are bright and self-aware. They recognize themselves in a mirror. Elephants maintain very strong, lifelong social bonds. They are known to respond to their dead most poignantly, gathering together around the remains of the deceased with immense stillness and streaming facial glands, turning the bones gently with their trunks, returning day after day, the herd returning to the same location on subsequent anniversaries. Some elephants have been observed carefully covering a relative who has died with soil and vegetation, fending off predators from the body for days. Elephants can be immensely loyal friends, patting one who is stressed, babysitting each other's calves, cooperating in groups to reach a common goal. When they or their family are treated brutally, elephants may respond in kind. More amazingly, they may also refrain from doing harm, despite the ease with which they very well could. In short, the nature of elephants is in many ways strikingly like our own order of primates which explains much of our fascination. So it is very appropriate that that animal who represents the concept of great love itself would be the elephant. Its enormity, power, persistence, kindness, complexity... What other being could better convey the sense of what it is to love universally? Samantabhadra's image, lovingly and in joy, offers the teaching of keeping your seat, your sitting place, in meditation, of not being thrown by what the self throws at you, by the many distractions which can pull us off balance, like unwillingness, resistance, boredom, restlessness, fear, and frustration. 
like the arising of our karma, which we may recognize and allow to revert to its true essence by patiently, repeatedly letting it go. A process known as sangye, or contrition and conversion. It is our softening the heart and asking for help. Samantabhadra stands not only for the aspect of great love, but for practice itself, which is the very same. Our practice of meditation and following the precepts is the embodiment of great and universal love. How may we love like Samantabhadra? Samantabhadra's example of deep love is expressed in two of the oldest and most widely recited Mahayana scriptures, the Lotus Scripture and the Avatamsaka. In both sutras, Samantabhadra is described as protector of the teaching. How is protecting the teaching an expression of love? How do I value and preserve the teaching as I understand it? The Lotus Scripture teaches that everyone can become enlightened. In it, the Buddha teaches respect for all beings, for all beings may become Buddha. He teaches how to behave like a bodhisattva, a being on the path to enlightenment, a being who is awakening by cultivating patience, gentleness, calmness of mind, wisdom, and compassion. In the conclusion of the Lotus Scripture, the Bodhisattva Samantabhadra promises to protect this teaching. As our practice of this teaching preserves and protects it by embodying these very practices. In this way, Samantabhadra serves as an example to us of how to practice, persevering brightly, opening the heart with benevolent intention toward all beings. The Avatamsaka scripture elaborates upon the Bodhisattva Samantabhadra's ten great vows. These vows are basic components of our practice. They include, essentially, letting go of self-centeredness, practicing respect and generosity, accepting the teaching as it applies to me, and offering to all beings the recognition of our shared Buddha nature, seeing the good in everyone. Samantabhadra's final vow is the promise to transfer merit, 
to offer good intentions toward beings, which in fact we do naturally and ceaselessly just in doing our practice, because we do not do this work only for our own benefit. We may also transfer merit deliberately, ceremonially, by approaching the altar and offering water or incense, or by bringing our hands together at the heart in gasho, while thinking or saying that we wish to pass on any benefit which we may accrue from our practice for the well-being of others. These may be specific others, or we may simply offer merit for all beings. And then, without conditions, we carry on doing our practice. However we offer merit, we open our heart to share the benevolence that permeates the universe. This is possible because we recognize this goodness in ourselves and others, because we love ourselves and others, fathomlessly. Though love appears far off, you will move into its depth. The vows of Samantabhadra arise naturally from out of the depths of great love, pervading goodness. When we truly see great love, it can be very much like looking in a mirror. When we look upon an image of Samantabhadra, we are looking at a reflection of the aspect of great love which permeates our own hearts. And when we recognize this universal benevolence, Samantabhadra cannot help but respond. I would like to leave you with these verses from a festival invocation in which Reverend Master Daisui expressed the heart of Samantabhadra in addressing Samantabhadra this way. Teach us the way of endless training. No fame, no gain, no honors mine. Protector of the Lotus Sutra, who rides the elephant pure white, we vow to worship all the Buddhas, to save all beings in thy sight. Yes, praise and offerings to Buddhas, and giving merit will we do. And Sangha, joy and asking sages, all these your vows we make to you.
Thank you for joining us in listening to Serene Reflections from the Heart that Seeks the Way. To learn more about this practice, including more about how to meditate, you are invited to visit our website at walawabuddhisttemple.org. Here, in the Kanzayan Shrine of our Meditation Hall, we offer the merit of our practice of serene reflection meditation to all beings, including you, wherever you may be.